All right, I, I haven't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed it, Pressure Points with your two favorite hosts. I'm CEO D, and this is Dirty Sweater Wearing AJ. We're hitting you with Season 5, Episode 1, Interesting and Unusual Deaths, Part 5. Your favorite show's back in business with our signature season premiere, so fucking cancel this shit. We're through. This is the last episode of the season. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. Wonderful, uh, wonderful opening for you. this thank you. For this season. I'm already like <laughs> laughing because we were just talking about a, a hopefully coming soon recurring segment. We're not going to tell you anything about it, but I'm you'll, laughing you'll my You'll find, ass you'll find it next week. And I managed to fuck up the first one of the season. We're not doing any re-recordings we're, anymore. It's I mean, cut. just not on this one. Yeah, not on, not on this one. Uh, um, yeah, welcome oh back. Oh, my God. It's been a fucking month and a half. Oh, it's been a busy month yeah, and a half. It's Holy been a shit. hot minute. And we are back to ruin your Monday mornings. Yeah, and when this, when this airs, I will be back in school. God, it was a nice, yeah. like, two-week break. Busting your balls. Fuck. It's going to be busy. Oh, man. We're back, but uh, we have... Huge, fucking groundbreaking. News oh yes, from Africa. I didn't know. And I, this, this is, is where you're gonna. This, go. this is legit. Joke. This isn't a joke. So um. The, oh, also this season, more talking over each other. Get yeah, used to that. Yeah. Fucking strap in and strap on. Um. So Did you say strap in or strap on. Both. So, last week, AJ and I were kind of coming up with. What are we going to do for season five? Season yeah. five is big, man. Spitballing like, ideas. Yeah. Like we're, elevating our content. We're up there, man. Like we, We're doing all right. We've made it further than NBC's Heroes. No, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've but, almost made it as long as Survivor. Yeah. And eventually, someday, we'll be as successful as Lost, but with worse writing. Um, so, somehow. So last week we were we were talking, we were looking at some of our numbers and where the we were sitting, stats. especially over the month where we had fucking nothing. Like, yeah, we, it, it we, gives us a good idea of like where is our more yeah. core, you know, fan base. Where are yeah, you guys from? Exactly. And I mean, Norway, always as usual. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. But we had one country pop up out of nowhere and it surprised both of it us was awesome. because usually the statistics will say like oh number 85 in growth or like in in unique listens and it's kind of a, a, a 85 twisted, i wish more like like yeah, eight thousand. Like, yeah some of them are like really twisted strange stats however this one we were number seven at the end of december number seven in history in history podcast in history podcasts in Uganda, which awesome top ten historic podcasts in like a fucking country. Yeah, like so, I, I think the best before that we've had was thank you again Norway was Norway. Yeah, it, like I think we had like uh, top one hundred. Yeah, we were in top we one hundred. I think we were in like eighty seven or yeah. sixty seven or something, and that itself was like holy shit, yeah. that's amazing. So. Number seven in Uganda. We're thrilled. And we're sitting there on Discord chatting back and forth. AJ's wife was sitting in the call. And I'm I'm just like fucking cruising through everything, trying to find out like 
how it popped up, what happened, and how many people are now apparently listening to us in Africa. Fucking okay. Yeah, I was using a different website to try to track down yeah. like numbers. Yeah, and we we were just going all just in. Trying and finally, <laughs> finally, I find it and I go, AJ, I found the number. And he goes, Okay, what is it? And through tears. I tell him we got one listen in Uganda. So thanks to whoever had their their VPN set to Uganda. We, oh, if, if we had got I two, we could have been number one. We would have been number one. We were tied for second place. So everybody pause this episode, clear your cache, set your VPN to Uganda, and listen there because I want us to be number one. But like... I was so, expecting like okay six seven maybe ten like I, mean, I was, you know, I was a expecting like a good like fifteen yeah a good chunk and <laughs> I just like it was right above other which is when people don't have a location yeah and it's just one and AJ and I just burst into fucking laughter because it, it was the best thing like it was, was the best it was perfect timing for the week. So, so yeah, we, we're fucking we are back. famous Ugandan podcast stars. Oh, fucking top tier. I, I love it because yeah. like it, it really brings into perspective that <laughs> being in the U.S., you know, podcasts are everywhere. Everybody talks that about God. podcasts. And then even to a, you know, to a lesser extent, podcasts are pretty new in so many places mm. around the world. Like Australia doesn't have a huge podcasting scene, but they create a lot of podcasts like the majority of podcast listeners are in the u.s and i guess canada we get a couple from canada yeah pretty cool but like the markets are expanding like europe is starting to pick up we're trying to get on their like the european version of spotify apparently (laughs) yeah like i don't actually know if it is but like i also really need to check up on that yeah to see if we actually got accepted yeah because you know we're we're trying to trying to expand because it is so cool well, I mean, talking to you yeah. guys across the planet, like, oh, dude, uh, I look forward crazy. to it. Like every we, every time we get a message, yeah, we're we appreciate you guys reaching out and supporting and everything. It's been it's oh, been awesome. So, it has uh, been your number seven <laughs> Uganda history episode. podcast. Yeah, we're we're top tier, top ten. Hopefully, this episode brings us yeah. to number one. <laughs> Man, here here's hoping. Best thing you can ever do is as you go to sleep. Set your VPN to a different location and turn off your phone. And just play this. But play an episode. Yeah. But play. Just so we a, get weird stats. Just, just set it to uh, autoplay <laughs> and play the first episode. Perfect. <laughs> just play, just, play just go through. Full cash. Yeah. A good like hundred fucking two hundred hours. I don't even know how many would come out to. Quite a bit. Uh, quite a few. Oh, We've got man. a surprising amount of content. So uh So you know we're back. It's the first episode, so we have to do, you know What have we been up to? So or... we have to do like oh. you know, interesting and unusual deaths. It's interesting and unusual deaths premiere time, baby. Part Five. Five. The That's a lot of parts. One. If you I haven't, thought... if you haven't heard the first four, go back and check them out. The They're actually pretty good. The like... first one is surprisingly one of our better fairing episodes. Right. And it, you know, forgive the audio quality, but if you go, if you listen to each of the interesting and usual deaths, <laughs> you better. hear the upgrades every Un- time. Until this one, when I fucked up the intro. Yeah. Until this one. Now we're regressing. Um. But so, yeah. So uh, yeah. we're we're fucking back. Do you want to start us off? Uh, did we have anything else we were going to talk about? Ah, uh, not nah, nothing I know. We of. went metal detecting. Yeah. In a public park. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, we found two old pennies. Uh, a and beer one can. Of, one of which was only 17 years old. The other was like 40. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. good. Uh, um, an old, one of those pop tab beer cans where you have to, they're not yeah. called pop tab. They don't have a tab. Yeah. The one where you have to use the church key to pop them open. Yeah. And then just a lot a of, lot of uh, trash. Garbage. Yeah. So yeah, uh, super it's unsuccessful, fun. but we did find, we made profit. Technically two, correct. Two cents. Ooh, my tinnitus is, is going right now. That's good. It's going <laughs> in my left ear. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I'll start off with the first one. Yeah, start us off. So, Milo of Croton. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You already fucked that up. And pressure points fashion. Um, In quick anecdote, croutons as a snack are fucking the best thing in the world. What am I? No. Yeah. Why would I want to eat a dried up old piece of bread? Because they're fantastic. No, they're not. They're like crackers. I'm not stuck bread. in a in an enclosed Russian city. I'll tell you in this. Tarkov. I have I have never Well, I shouldn't say I've never. I have received croutons as a birthday gift five times in my life. You disgust me. I fucking love croutons. <laughs> I I don't you fucking care who knows. I know. I, the best part of a salad? The carbs. The lettuce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking exactly. Yeah, that makes sense looking over there. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Oh, so, no. uh, Mile of Croton was an Olympic champion, and he was what they called... <laughs> Hold on. I only just now got that you were talking about Croutons because his last name is Croton. <laughs> no, no, he was from Croton. You're from Croton. Yeah. I just, I just, just it, got that. Just I just thought you just thought. took a brief, a brief <laughs> aside. You know, sometimes you got to sit back and really, really Dig deep. reminisce on how good <laughs> Croutons can be. So he was considered a five-time Grand Slam winner. Now, they have a different word for it, but I already fucked up where he's from and probably his first name. So I didn't want to figure out how to say whatever it was. But it's basically saying that he goes to four different festivals every year. And if he wins every festival in that year, he's a Grand Slam winner. So he's done that five times. So he's got the, the IHOP Grand Slam breakfast named oh, yeah. after him. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, big time. So, I mean... This dude was a fucking force. He was known to drink raw bull's blood before a fight, before wrestling, to intimidate his <clears throat> his opponent, which... Yeah, that works. It would work on me. Like, yeah. And he also said that he would do it for vitality and energy, which just sounds like a League of Legends stat. Like, get the fuck out <laughs> yeah. of here, Milo. Um, he had six Olympic titles. Damn. Yeah. I mean, and maybe I should start drinking. <laughs> Jesus. Bull, not bull, bulls come, AJ. Bull blood. Bull blood. Ah. Oh. Uh, and I inject the cum. The the area that he was from was kind of known to just breed fucking big old corn fed boys. Like, mm-hmm. it was, boys. yeah. But like, just, not like us, but like yeah, muscle. Not fat boys. Us, but if you could turn fat into muscle overnight, which our next episode. We have six easy ways that we have not utilized on how to turn fat into muscle overnight. No, this is not. <laughs> click, this is not a fit. Clickbait every week. Get every ready. week. Get ready. So there was even a story about this Milo dude saving Pythagoras from a collapsing building. 
in which he runs up to a column and holds it up as Pythagoras escapes. And I guess he and, like, Milo's family were close to Pythagoras. Whatever. Still sounds like bullshit. He didn't hold a building up to save <laughs> He definitely Pythagoras. did. He, his name. That, so it's a, this, as the story goes, Pythagoras escaped and turned around and he saw the, the triangle of the collapsed <laughs> column <laughs> and, and Milo holding it up. And he was like, I wonder what that length would be. Eight. But I know what these two lengths are. <laughs> And A base- squared plus B squared. <laughs> so Milo is responsible for the deaths of many children having to fucking learn the Pythagoras <laughs> yeah. theorem. Um, oh, so Jesus Christ. I One day, while wandering through the forest, I know As one it does. sounds like a fucking Disney movie, but it's not going to end happily like a Disney movie because this is pressure points. Milo found a tree trunk. That had been split down the middle. So, naturally, he decided, why don't I grab either side of it and split that tree in half? <laughs> as one would I guess, while wandering the forest. What else would you do as a gold mental, gold mental, gold medal Olympist and uh, have no internet? This or is true. floozies. So, he reaches in. He puts both of his hands in there, and he's just fucking pulling at this thing. It pulls apart a little bit. He's pushing his hands a little bit lower. But, I mean, it's a tree in the ground. (laughs) So you're only going to get so far until the entire earth is working against you. (laughs) And it wedges both of his hands into the split. Ooh. And good old Milo could not escape. Though he could win the Olympics, he could not beat a tree trunk. And he was devoured by fucking wolves while stuck in place. Do you think they got a plus one vitality after eating him? (laughs) It depends on how recently he drank bull's blood. Yeah, that's fair. So, uh, yeah, good old Milo of Crouton. That's that's amazing. (laughs) Like, uh, that's such a great, strong start. I'm I'm looking. I I got I have a book. You're good. I have one solid start and a very solid end. That's and good. about thirty seconds of good content in between, which is kind of standard for me. <clears throat> so let's do this. I like this one. Oh, I should say I, I got my book or my books. I got my uh, stories from the book Strange Deaths, compiled by Steve Moore. It is from it is the Fortean Times book of Strange Deaths. Ooh. So I, I ordered it from a, an obscure UK bookseller. I touched it this afternoon, and AJ screamed at me. I did. So it is a collector's item. Now it is. It's a PP special. Yeah. It's going in our uh, library. Yeah, it'll go in. It'll we'll go have to in buy the, a bookshelf. Uh, the glass box <laughs> that we inevitably get. All right. So this dude, Daniel Pitiore. He's French. Why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. Why does that happen? I think my sensitivity is up a little bit. Sorry about that. I'll just turn that down. (laughs) So, he was 43 years old, and he had lost his job, so he decided, you know what? I want to fucking die. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Yeah, I totally feel that. So, he asked his friend, Thierry Dyrick. Yeah, let's say that. Theory Dyrick. Theory Dyrick. Okay. To, to, you know, to kill him. He was 29. He also didn't have a job. And he was like, I'm not going to kill you, bro. Like, what the fuck? But 
Daniel said, I'll pay you for it. I, I will give you a letter that says, <laughs> I paid him to kill me. I wanted to do this. Don't arrest him. <laughs> what? That's the stupidest shit in the world. Plus 6,500 pounds. So, so not only does he incriminate his friend by forcing his friend to kill him, now... He's got a chain of he has evidence. A fucking chain of evidence, and his friend is now a hired killer. Yes, like this isn't gonna end well for your buddy. So he was like, uh, "I don't want to," but Daniel was like, "Well, I'm gonna kill myself anyway. I just rather you do it so that you know it's not as fucking terrifying." <laughs> What a dick. Yeah, right? He fucking manipulated this guy into doing it. If you ever so, do that to me, I will oh, kill you I, for I've already being tried. a bad friend. Perfect. So they. this was about March in 1993. They went, they were like, let's go to a great restaurant, even though we're both broke. Spend like a little bit of money that we have and just go, go all out. Get a great dinner. So they, they do. It's their, they called it their last supper. Uh, that's a French word of where it is. Uh, it's in Southeast France. Let's say that. Yeah. So he basically, Daniel slapped down, it was a $200 bill Mm -hmm. for the, for their dinner or pound. These are pounds. I'm going to say dollars though. Um, so they paid it by check, wrote it out and they disappeared into the night. Oh yes. Of course, later Daniel's body was found in the woods his head was almost completely blown clean off what? by a shotgun. Okay. So his friend had basically gone up behind him, back of the head, and went, bam! Jesus. <laughs> so, the police found on his body his picture ID. Uh-huh. The stub of a check made out to Dyrick, <laughs> which was written <laughs> on the stub of the check, payment for a contract to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing he kept the note. So then they, they went, they arrested Dyrick, and he was like, oh, I have this letter. But he said I could, he said kill I could him. do it. So he was charged with murder, and the check bounced. <laughs> what a piece of shit. That's something I would do. Yeah. Oh, oh God, God, dude. Amazing. You want me to do another one? Yeah, hit me with another I, I, one. I can do, I mean, look how many I yeah, have. Yeah, you have Let, a ton. I'll do hit, two or three. Hit me with another. Oh, this one's good. Gerard Hommel. Gerard Hommel. He was a mountaineer. He had climbed Everest six times. Hey, you should leave those uh, things in. Why? So that you know that you've done them. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> no way we don't do repeats and I have to ask you. No, I just hey, won't ever use this book Did we talk again. about the kid that was swung in a circle by a clown? You already yes. asked. Yes, D, you've yes, asked already. Yes, we did. Fuck. So, yeah, he... Was, you know, obviously very capable, much more capable than I am. One day, in October 1993, he was in the kitchen of his home when his light bulb blew out. No. Let me turn the page. He, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So he just uh, grabbed a ladder, you know, went up, changed the light bulb, no problem. Put in the light bulb, slipped, the ladder fell out from under and cracked his head on the sink. And died instantly. God damn. So, I don't know why that's funny just, to me. Just be aware it can happen anywhere, anytime. To anyone. If you don't already struggle with, like, paranoid schizophrenia, <laughs> watch out. Yeah, watch out. It's it just happen. a reminder. You never know. Yeah. Well, yeah, do another one. Let's I do another one. See, I've got a lot of short ones. to be fucking... I love the page turn. 
by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, you like that? My sassy page yeah. turn. Mm-hmm. All right, let me get a drink to to yeah. ease my p- and purged throat. appease the uh, ASMR folk. Yeah. Now I don't get cut out. Nice little gulp there. Oh, yeah. Glug. <laughs> so this guy, Hardy will sing. <laughs> what the fuck? What? They're all the around fuck? the world, okay? Uh, so he was 41 years old, decided to take a bath at his home, November 1992. <laughs> and he bumped into a toaster, cooking himself <laughs> so, so he got on a ladder and fell off and cracked his head. <laughs> he paid his friend to just, nudge a toaster slowly into the I just am top. now realizing that that last story was not interesting <sighs> or unusual. No, it was very <laughs> fucking the, the thing about... <laughs> about it is that it's interesting and unusual for this it's unusual i should say for this show to have something so stupidly the interesting part was he was a veteran mountain climber the, the interesting part was the slow the page turn doing? Well, yeah, like that's... one sentence <laughs> it was literally half a sentence on the other page shit. Oh, i guarantee God. that book was written around the fact that they wanted to do that I'm sure of it. I'm <laughs> they were just, they wrote the one thing and they were like, okay, now let's fill it in. I thought it was more interesting. I. No, you're good. I, I like <laughs> no, it. I love it. That is just the. <laughs> Losing my shit. I can't. Slowly so, descending into madness. He. He. <laughs> okay, so he took a bath. He's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to open up this window. In the normal way that I normally do, because it's a little bit too tall for him. <laughs> this is a basic slip and fall. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. I made sure. I made sure. Oh okay. God. So he's like, so the normal way that he would kind of oh. open, reach this window is he'd have to kind of like prop up a broomstick uh-huh. and like kind of use it to kind of prop himself up higher so he can reach it and just pull the window down. Okay. Okay. So he's doing this, and he kind of jumps up on it, but at this point, he's he, uh, it's kind of up un, up on his thigh. He thought he could kind of like jump and have it kind of support him. What the fuck? Like a pole vault almost, but under oh under your God, thigh. Oh dude, bad idea. Uh, you know, since he just got out of his what I assume was olive oil laced bath, <laughs> Jesus. he slipped and impaled himself on the broom handle ah. of his ass. Oh. He stood up and ran out of the bathroom, screaming. He was taken to a hospital where they performed an operation uh, to... They had to completely remove part of his bowel. God damn. And then he died two weeks later. Ah. Because just the whole thing caused blood clots. Oh. And they made it to his lungs. Ay, ay, ay. Much worse than a turnip. I do have another turnip story coming later. I hope so. I couldn't find it. I was going to oh start with God. it. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, also, I do want to point out that that's what he said he did, was he was using it to try to reach the window. Oh. But I'm yeah. thinking he were just like the turnip story. He was uh. getting a little freaky and was embarrassed about it when he slipped and fell. Well, I mean, because you can't lose a broom in your ass. Exactly. So, PP, word of advice for today Use D, a broom. D recommends <laughs> using a broom anal, for anal stimulation. Anal stimulation via broom, not 
via toothbrush. Perfect. All right. On to the next. So in 1888, uh, in the Ottoman Empire, which is now current day Iraq, um, about 8.30 p.m., there's this large fiery rock flying down from the sky. Okay. And uh, hits the ground. A lot of people are kind of just confused. I mean, this is pre-1900. Like, this is, I mean, close to 1900s, but they're just like, what the fuck? Are we being catapulted? Yeah, and for the next 10 minutes, just little stones are flying down from the sky following this this meteorite, right? Now, two unlucky men were hit, one of which was paralyzed. The other has officially been known to be the only human in existence to be killed by a meteorite. Hey, you know what? Put that on my gravestone. That's how I want to yep. go. And they discovered this, uh, like, two years ago. They they found out that, yeah, this guy, like, <laughs> this is the only known record of someone Were they just digging killed. under it? And they're like, there's a corpse down here. I think it was just, like, a, a record in the town that they were like, uh. oh, hey, this guy fucking died. And I'm sure being the son, like, imagine being the guy looking through files and you're like, damn, this guy died by meteorite. And you tell your friend, and your friend goes... Has anybody Wait, died has anybody by a meteorite before? I don't know. And then discovering some records. you discovered the only person that's been that's killed awesome. by a super space rock. Like, Amazing. I would write a book and sell out immediately. Yeah. Hell yeah. Why not? That's way more interesting than this one. <clears throat> but is it, it is unusual. This one is unusual. I, I, I like that because it brings to mind that picture, the famous picture of the lady who was hit by a meteorite, but it was really small. But it, like, fucking shattered her pelvis. It was, oh, like, dude. super bruised. I'm sure. Beat the fuck up. So, like... And that, that that one was tiny, like a quarter size or something. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> Donk! Yeah, done. You wouldn't even bonk. feel anything. <laughs> you just bonk. You're dead. God. All right, so... Uh, a, I like it. In this book, it says, A disc jockey. A DJ. Oh, a radio DJ. Uh... Ashwari Sharma told his Jesus. listeners in Calcutta that the best thing you can do. This is January 1994. Okay. The best thing you can do to like go on an acid trip, to do LSD, if you don't have LSD, is to take a bath and drop your radio into it. No. Oh God! He faced twenty manslaughter uh, manslaughter charges. Jesus! From people, fucking dumb. <laughs> then they were they were all young people. They were all like sub twenties. God damn! Youngsters, bunch of dummies. What a dummy! Why would you even joke about? <laughs> damn like, it! One everybody nowadays Jesus. everybody knows that me. Oh but. no! I just made a joke about people putting brooms up their ass. To clarify, nobody try to sit that on a broom. Shit. Don't do that. Don't do it. Oh, we got to go back and cut that shit oh, out. That shit, one's gonna come back yeah. and bite me in the broomstick ass. <laughs> so this book is in categories. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So now we're going into a new category. So I'm guessing the previous category was bathtubs. Uh, maybe? God. I don't fucking remember. Uh, no, that chapter was a ridiculous way to go. Uh, no, no, it was not a ridiculous way to go to slip and fall while putting in a new fucking light bulb and hitting your head on a safe. Right? It's not <laughs> a ridiculous not... way to go. <laughs> that is too real. I call bullshit. 
Just put in an LED and never have to change it the rest of your life. Oh, man. Just never turn on your lights. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so what's uh, this next category? They brought it on themselves. Oh, no. This is... No, I don't like It's ironic this. deaths. I don't like the victim blaming I do not. One. But it starts... No one really knows what Arthur Charland was getting out of it. That's oh, all I'm going to read directly from it. God. But, you know, he liked to get a little hanky-panky with a little shocking electricity. He was 77 years old. From He was in, in London... And he would sit in his armchair at the end of the day with uh, two wires running from an electrical socket. Oh, no. Attached to his nipples. Oh, God. And he would just sit there. As far as we know, he would just, like, sit there for a while. It looked like a while. Oh, God. Just, like, yanking one off. Just so, shooting fucking lightning out of the yeah, tip of his that, dick. That, that. He's, a, he's a fucking Tesla coil. Yeah. <laughs> he could charge his cell phone. Remotely. Oh, I mean, uh, if it wasn't in 1989, but yeah. Oh, God. He really was. He was a human Tesla coil. Yeah. So he was found in August 1989 dead, attached to his device. Uh-huh. Which was basically an electrical socket or sometimes a battery <laughs> attached to his nipples. God. It had looked like, based on the scarring from his chest, oh. that he had been regularly plugging himself in for a large part of his life. He's powering up. Yeah. Who needs to eat? <laughs> he was the first, like... He was the first Iron Man. <laughs> he was the first uh, electric-dependent human being. <laughs> Yeah. So, First yeah. AC, he, he was AC before ACDC was in existence. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, oh, he, he had no. scarring. Like, he had a bunch yeah, of fresh well, ones. I'm sure. Two, you know, years old scarring. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't always on his nipples. It was all around his chest. Well, I mean, this but, was, you said 1880? 1989. Nin- 1989. Sorry, I got mixed up. Yeah, in the electrical socket in his house. I was very confused. Um, but yeah, so 1989... I would imagine that they didn't really have great electric regulating. Like, there's a good chance he was getting hit with a lot of fucking just heavy charges every once in a while. Oh, yeah. That's what made it fun. A little, ah. And then he, I mean, chances are he died multiple times. And then the shock brought him back. (laughs) He'd get another surge. Power, it's fucking. (laughs) Fucking wake back up. That's that's where the. uh, That's the thrill. Yeah, he loved the NDEs, man. Oh, yeah. So do you want to do you want to go? I can do another. What was the title of this section? They brought it on themselves. Okay, I do have a good one for this. Okay. So in 1903, a man by the name of Moses was being treated for malaria. Now, malaria. Oh, good old malarial yeah, Moses. Man, malarial Moses. If you don't know malaria, well, I don't know where you've been, but uh, it generally causes fever, flu-like symptoms, like every other fucking illness uh however you'll get jaundice anemia um i mean without treatment you can get kidney failure seizures confusion coma and they all pretty much well lead to death if you don't get treatment for it now general treatment uh is through a series of different pills um there are a couple different companies that that make pills for you to take to treat your malaria however Back in 1903, they didn't really have a cure for it. It was just kind of, 
You got malaria? Good luck. Fuck off. Um, so Moses decided he was going to seek out religious treatment. Um, and at the time, uh, <clears throat> he had been prescribed a, a couple different remedies by his doctor. Um, most probably just wouldn't have worked anyway. But uh, he got to his pastor, and the pastor threw out all of the remedies his doctor gave to him. And he started chanting for help <laughs> from the spirits from above to cure Moses, to cure malaria Moses. And because Moses had had malaria for so long, he couldn't really stand up very well. He was very weak. So he, he was kind of sitting, slouched down a little bit. And his pastor just starts bonking him on the head with the Bible, right? <laughs> Of course. He would go, sit up straight, Moses, bonk. And uh, Moses would just, you know, take the hit. Now, after an hour of slamming the good word into Moses' head, the pastor turned to his wife and he says, begin hitting your husband on the head with this. My arm is tired from beating the shit out of your husband. So she starts hitting Moses on the head with a Bible. Now, this is 1903. This is in the, like soft cover King James Bible. That's like thick This thing is like, they're using A4 print paper for this shit, like (laughs) cardstock almost. It's a, oh God, 100 pound (laughs) cardstock. You're getting hit by bricks on the back of your head. (laughs) Engraved with the word of Jesus. So she hits him a handful of times and Moses just kind of collapses unconscious into bed. Um, no. Yeah, right? So a few days pass, and Moses decides to go back into the pastor. No, that was not his death story yet. Interesting. I know. He got knocked unconscious, so <laughs> oh, he only got all? a concussion via the word of God. Um, so he goes back into the pastor for treatment, and the it's pastor— like, It didn't work. Do yeah. it again. So the pastor grabs the Bible— He's chanting to the spirits. He swings down on Moses' head, and he falls to the ground, dead Cured. on oh. One time. One swing. <laughs> one swing. So the pastor was arrested and charged with witchcraft, um, stating, and he, he said to the court, the red devils possessed the man, and he was following the Bible's instructions to drive them out. And the court said, okay, well, uh, where in the Bible does it say to beat the shit out of people with the book? I was just going like, to say, that, that's that, exactly what I was just going to say. With that verse specifically. And the pastor could not find that oh, verse really? to clarify. So uh, they took Moses' body and they determined the cause of death. Now. Devils. No, 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 no. The cause, the death was a shock to the heart. And the pastor was to blame. And he gives Bible beatings a, a bad, bad name. name. I knew you were going to say that, you fucking bitch. I fucking hate you. So it was a heart thing? He didn't snap his yeah, neck? Yeah, his fucking heart. He, so he went into shock and his heart just fucking thunk, oh, done. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it wasn't, it that wasn't was the worst like a brain pun. tumor. I remember you writing this pun. And I was laughing and I turned mm-hmm. to AJ and I go, just so you know, I'm about to drop the worst fucking pun ever. I hate you. All right, what you got? Hit me with a couple. Let's see. Why why do I do this? Nataro Itu. 
Why? Why do you do this? Uh, 41 years old, owned a restaurant. He's from Osaka, Japan, and he was running for election to the their uh, House of Representatives in 1979. Okay. So, you know, he's on the up and up. He's a yeah. he's a laborer. He's going from uh, white co- blue blue collar to white white collar to blue collar. I don't no, no, no. fucking know. He's changing collars. Yeah. Yeah, you know, down to earth person. So he was like, "Hey, friends, you know, he got some friends together and like you guys have been so great. You guys have been helping me run this campaign. I think I know what we need to do to get me elected." Okay. He said, "Yo, friends, come beat the shit out of me." What the fuck? So that people will I'll I'll tell them that I was beat up for running for the House of Representatives. Oh so people will be like, oh, my God, he's being prosecuted. He's such oh, a good person. Geez. So so it's basically just this big publicity stunt yeah. to show the the leftists don't want us in power. Shut the fuck up. Get out of here. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so he's staging a beating. Mm-hmm. This is going to end well. He's uh, on this episode. Uh, yeah, I think he survives, and he later went on to become the Queen of England. <laughs> no, the Prince of England. <laughs> <I know. laughs> no, no, the you know Prince Andrew. He ended up fucking a lot of minors. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough, uh, halfway through the episode, I don't know if you noticed, but if you check your phone, the episode title has changed from interesting and unusual deaths to interesting and unusual stories of success in the political <laughs> world. Yes. Go double God check. Damn it. So, you know, he his idea was like, okay, I'll get the voter sympathy. I'll run the rest of my campaign from a hospital bed. Oh, my God, dude. So what? you got to beat me up like pretty decent. What a stupid, like, imagine being his fucking campaign manager. No. No, we are not doing that. I'm sure that. one of his friends was his campaign manager. <laughs> they hate him. He He's was like, his own campaign manager. They all hate him. The dude was like, you know what would be a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just don't fucking like him. So so you know what they do? They beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. And then they leave. To be honest, if I had the chance to beat up a politician and when he asked me to, uh, I'd yeah. do it. Ted Cruz. I don't give a that. shit who it is. Go, come to me. If you need to get the shit kicked out yeah. of you, you spineless bitch. Um, sorry. So, <laughs> run back to Mexico. So, he, uh, yeah, he got the shit kicked out of him and was like, okay, that really fucking hurt. I've got some broken ribs. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, I I need to do one, one last thing to really sell it. He's standing there waiting for his beating, and they're showing up with lead pipes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can rub a bands around him. Knuckle, <laughs> knuckle dusters. Fuck yeah. Somebody's got a gun. He's like, wait, 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 wait. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leg you. Just gonna leg you. <laughs> no, so he's like, okay, I need to do like one more thing to really sell it. Uh-huh. So he gets a knife. What the fuck? And no. he stabs himself in the leg. Oh, in the artery. I'm paralyzed. No, no, he stabs himself right in the leg. Fucking Ricky Bobby over <laughs> and here. He, and he, he gets up and he's like, ooh, that really fucking hurts. He puts some like cloth over the or over the bandage. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> so they, uh, Jesus. He walked to his car, which was about 20 yards away. Didn't quite make it. He bled out wait, before he reached wait, his car. Wait, wait, wait. He was going to drive himself to the hospital. Oh, my <laughs> God. Well, thank thank the Lord this idiot didn't fuck. Actually, surprisingly enough, he went on to become Texas Representative Ted Cruz. That's true. <laughs> Fucking moron. I, yeah. 
How fucking stupid. <laughs> like, at least have your friends stay there. What, to what year was this? 79. Oh, my God, dude. Fantastic. I I fucking <laughs> love that one. So he, he, he had survived the initial beating, <laughs> but it was him really trying to upsell it. And he's, yeah. Oh he just God. went a little too deep, and yeah, he nicked the artery. Hit the wrong place. Just... Wrong place, wrong time, man. Mm-hmm. These politicians. I love People it. are just coming after them, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> Fucking Totally moron. not self-induced. So this is... Okay, here's better. John Butterick. Ooh, there you go. You're, He's getting, a... you're getting to names you can pronounce. Yeah, four-letter names. You're really getting back into the flow of things. Yeah. John and your favorite food topping. Yeah, Butterick. <laughs> He was a researcher at West Virginia University. So smart dude. We actually got somebody who's like not a complete idiot. Mm, eh, nah. He's in the book. He was obsessed. He, he researched, you know, age extension. That's what he was really okay. looking into. He spent a lot of time, you know, with attempting to elongate age in like mice yeah. and, you know, cells and stuff Extend like that. Extend the life. So he was, he was in Canada studying and he, uh. I was like, okay, well, I, I think I've got a good idea of how I can extend my life. So he started taking a chemical called BTH. I don't know what it is. It's really like, I can't pronounce it because I'm not a chemist major thing. But it's called BTH. It's <laughs> okay. like butyl something. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> so it's it's used in food packaging as a preservative. Not actually in the food, but in the in the packaging so like it doesn't get moldy. Oh, okay. Or yeah. like, yeah. you know, it doesn't support... You know, microbial life or stuff like that keeps food, uh, you know, keeps food fresh for longer. Keeps it fresh, keeping it fresh, right? So his theory that he was working on, his hypothesis said, you take BTH, you might be able to live for up to two hundred years. Oh, interesting. Okay. So so he yeah six months straight of taking this. <clears throat> when in January nineteen eighty. He was found lying in the bed in his oh, apartment, God. having bled to death, <laughs> with blood covering his clothes, his mattress, a cup, all over the kitchen floor, the bathroom floor. He had died at the age of 33. Let me tell you a little <laughs> so, bit about... Certainly, certainly didn't elongate anyone's life here. Let me tell you a little bit about BTH. Yeah, hook, hook me up with some facts. Uh, it's also known as warfarin. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I absolutely know what warfarin is. Do you? Jesus Christ. What a fucking moron. So he basically turned himself into like the most stretched out balloon in history. Like the human balloon. Warfarin, uh, warfarin, warfarin is used in small amounts <laughs> as an anticoagulant. <laughs> it's also used as rat poison. <laughs> yeah, he's straight. Fucking, he made it oh so he my could God. not clot. It doesn't say specifically, like, what he bled out from. I mean, he probably just fucking Bit stubbed his, his toe, yeah, for God's sake. Yeah. For six, so, imagine taking a massive blood thinner for six months. So I, I worked in pest control for a little bit, and... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, it, you it did. does sound weird, I know. You did. I but forgot the about reason, that. The reason why warfarin is in rat poison... Isn't because it'll like they'll eat it and it'll just poison and kill them. It's because it turns that rat basically into like a ticking time bomb, right? Because when you're a mouse, you're in these tight spaces, and like mice can squeeze for like the whole the size of a pencil. 
their bones are really fucking malleable. However, like a child, when you make it so that your blood can't clot, and when you make it so that if you bump into anything, you're basically just going to fucking bruise, bruise and bleed forever. A mouse tries to squeeze through a small hole and it just dies. It just bleeds out. It causes so much internal bleeding. And so that's why rat poison and baby aspirin, for example, (laughs) have similar qualities. Delicious. Oh my God. What a fucking idiot. Isn't that great? Jesus. Oh my God. Oh, I really like that. How many more do you have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Ooh, eleven. We. Oh, I'll do a couple more. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. I mean, I can take one real quick. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah got do one. it. Do it. Do it. Okay. Let's see. Where were we? But but but. All right. Real quick. So George Millet is he's just a young kid in 1909, and it's his birthday. He's celebrating his birthday. How nice. As young kids would. Um, he's running away from six girls because they're chasing to give good old George birthday, birthday kisses. spankings. Oh, no, I mean, no, no, I mean no. kisses. Birthday kisses. It's 1909. It's not no. as progressive. And uh, George is a little bit of a fucking nerd, right? And in his front pocket, he has an ink eraser, which. Now, ink erasers really just look like a regular pencil eraser, right? Like, it, yeah. It looks like something that'll. It was. Wasn't it back in then? It was like a blotter, like a like mm, goo. No. Or am I thinking uh, later? It basically looks like a round scalpel. Yeah. Okay. Like it, it, Yeah, I'm thinking of an ink blotter. It's like a really, really wide scalpel, more or less. <laughs> so, uh, while trying to escape these girls, he trips. Falls forward and pierces his fucking heart and dies on the scene. <laughs> Hell yeah. I hope he got his kisses in at the end there. Uh, I don't I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine being the one girl that's like, we got him and kisses him and he's dead. You are forever known yeah. as the necrophiliac. No, you the bend crew. down, you kiss him, you pull back, you're like, why isn't he moving? And you're just covered in his blood. <laughs> he feels cold against my lips. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, oh, go fantastic. ahead, man. All right. Walter Hallis of Leeds, which sounds like a much cooler name, because this is pretty modern. This is 1979 again. He was, he was a tough boy. He was like a Big you know, tough leather guy. jacket, jeans, and cowboy boots kind of, you know, not that that in and of itself is a bad getup, just like it's the attitude. <laughs> it's not all that great. Oh, yeah. So he, you know, he was a tough boy. But he had a toothache, and he fucking hated the dentist. And he was like, I'm not gonna go to that gall-dern dentist. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, I'm tough. I I ain't afraid of nothing. Not even no dentist. I just think it's gobbledygook. (laughs) Gobbledygook. I fucking love that word, by the way. I I do, too. That's a great one. So good. So he figured he'd go to his friend and his workmate, whose name was Mark, and say, hey, I need you to punch me in the jaw and knock my tooth out. Okay, real quick. I I just want to check up mainly on you. Why are so many of these stories that you have people asking to be attacked? We're still in the they brought it on themselves section. I I realize that, but some of those were not on the they brought it on themselves section. Well, 
we'll see. Are you we'll okay? Like, I, I'm doing no fine. offense, I'm not going to do any dumb shit I if ne- you ask me I to. need you to punch me in the jaw. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. And hopefully it'll work out like this with Walter. <laughs> God. So he, his friend Mark was like, I don't really want to do that. But he said, okay, fine, whatever, I'll just punch you. Gave him a right jab. Uh, Hallis, who was 26 years old, fell to the ground, his tooth knocked out success and then he kept falling oh smacked his head on the concrete floor cracked his skull oh died six days later in the hospital oh my god dude (laughs) fucking hell and that's why you never want to fucking start a fight that's why you never like be in a fight at all the thing it it like de-escalate because fucking if accidental death happens we are fragile meat sacks you could be a world-renowned climber on a ladder on a fixing ladder. a light bulb fucking. and the next thing you know you're cracking your neck on the side of a fucking interesting sack. and unusual <laughs> so it fucks me fucking up watching like fight videos where somebody like they get hit and they just go like stiff board yeah and go face first into the ground Ugh. and everyone's like oh i'm like they he could be dead. Could be dead right now. Yeah. And I, oh man, and the yeah, sound, I saw, I, the sound yeah. a head makes when it hits cement oh, is the worst. Especially from thing. the inside. Have you ever fallen, cracked um, your head on cement? Yeah, it sounds yeah. awful. Uh, <laughs> I it happened when I was a kid. I actually have a scar on the back of my head. When I get my hair cut, I'll show you. Never. You're never gonna get your hair cut. Um, but no, nah, dude. I the only time that a head hitting a floor is funny is when it's somebody else's kid. That is true. Because they just bounce. They're bouncy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. They're like I, weeble wobbles. God, I saw a video of some, I don't know, martial arts, like, trainer. And the biggest thing that he was focusing on was de-escalation. He's just walking out. <laughs> he goes, lesson one, get ready to fight. The hell you're ready, and he just walks out. No, never like, fight. He, he was like, you like, you never want to fight. Fighting is the should be the uh, last yeah resort after running away like you never want to fight because you could be doing nothing throw one punch false cracks his head he's dead you've got that on you for the rest of your life even if legally you're fine that is on you for the rest of your life the thing is you don't know one the capabilities of somebody else and two you don't know what the fuck they're going through like he could knock you out but it could be a situation where they don't stop. And that's what fucks me up. Is it like I could go unconscious getting hit and then somebody just keeps going and I just get beat to death without even knowing it. Yeah. It fucks me up. Like I don't You like I, uh, I've come to really fucking hate fights. Like, yeah, no, it's like, awful. No thanks. And oh basically he, he had all these like strategies of like, what do you do when you're in the po- in the bar and this guy comes up and is like, Why are you looking at my why are you looking at my girlfriend? Why are you looking at my girl? He was like, just, here's a great thing to disarm and say, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, she just reminds me of my mother when she was younger. She just passed away. And like completely diffuses the situation. <laughs> That's smooth. And you, there were some smooth ones. I, wonder, I was, I'll try I to was, find I've them. been in love with my mother since I was six years old. Mm. <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> no, another one was like, what are you looking at? And he's like, oh, I'm. I'm so sorry. That shirt, that's awesome. Where'd you get it? Like, you know, just like... <laughs> the toilet store! But boom <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I would need yeah. to go to this guy's class and just sit yeah. in the back and every time he says shit, I 
fucking derailing. I'm just fucking derailing. <laughs> and then he comes over and beats me to oh, death. Oh yeah, he would. My worst fucking nightmare. But yeah, like that. If you if you take one thing away from from PP today, don't fight anybody. Because don't be don't, a smartass like yeah, me. Don't be a fucking. I smart will ass. be beaten to a bloody pulp one day. Uh, so I'm finally out of. They brought it on themselves. Oh, thank God. You're welcome. This is the madness of cults. Oh, Do you have any cult related killings? Um. Or no, deaths, no, I should not, say. Not so much. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. All right. Go yeah. away. Keith Hagler and his wife, Kate, they got a... Oh, of course, it's Arkansas. <laughs> they they got on it's a from bus the south. This is full gonna be of good. people okay. in July 1982. <laughs> in July 2020. I think I know <laughs> where this is headed. Hmm. So they were members of a cult led by the Messiah. Super the original Messiah. name. Messiah. They, they were like, uh, we're pretty small. Let's get more people into our cult. Best way to do that is to hijack a bus full of people and threaten them and say, we're going to kill all of you until the cops <laughs> oh, send no. a TV crew. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's it. What? They wanted a TV crew to so that they could say, to talk about their cult. So they actually did. A camera crew was dispatched okay. by helicopter. Got there, they set up, and they said, hold on, now that you're here, and we still have all these hostages, we're going to kill each other. Because our cult is so legit that we will be resurrected in three days. <laughs> so wait, so wait. They hold all these people hostage, and then they say, psych, you've been punked. And Ashton Kutcher pops out and he goes, everybody get your fucking suicide machines. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Get your shock and shell helmets. No, yeah. You're just so they, sitting there like, and you're like, man, I just, I'm just trying to get to work. Like, I'm yeah, just trying to go to the fuck. fucking library. I want to go man. home. God. Yeah, so they're, they're like, okay, now we're going to kill each other or kill ourselves because <laughs> we're going to be resurrected. So the cops were like, Put the fucking gun down. What the fuck are you talking about? It was all live broadcast, apparently. Oh, So I no. really want to go find it. Yeah. Okay, if what, it, if what's it, it called? It's Keith Hagler, Keith and Kate Hagler. I don't know if we'll be able to find it, but Hagler himself was like, okay, let's get the gun ready. His wife's in front of him. He's going to shoot her. And he's like, hmm. He kind of hesitates. The wife, on the other hand, turns around Shoots him in the head, and then shoots herself in the face. Jesus. After three days, they did not get resurrected. <laughs> I like that that's, that's mentioned. It's, it's just in the bus. They just left the bus yeah, alone. They just live streamed for three days. <laughs> they're like, if it comes back. We got it. Channel 5 News is going to know first. Amazing. Oh, God. I, I doubt you'll be able to find it, but that would be. How do you spell it? H A I G L E R. Okay. So while while you're looking up, I'll I'll do another cult-ish one. So this dude, 1975, they found the body of Jean-Paul Maurice. I can say that. Uh, he was 20 years old. He was found beneath Maurice. the walls of Donant Citadel, which is a an old fortress in Belgium. Huh. Uh, he they just assumed that he died of natural causes. There wasn't any like. Like, there weren't any major signs of anything. So they're like, okay, whatever. They buried him. Cool. The next year, in February, so two months later, another young man, 
Michael Pirasot. Sure. He, uh, he was found dead <coughs> near another old fortress uh, in Belgium called Namur Castle. They examined him a little more in depth, and they realized all of his internal organs were crushed to bits. Oh, my God. What? Outside, he was, looked totally fine. I mean, dead, but but the, his in, his organs were just dust. They were just crumpled, gooey dust. So so he was turned into a human hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh Same my taste, God, too. Okay. <laughs> Cook him just right. Yeah. Mm, uh, put him in the coffee pot. Oh, no. Let's see, where was I? Oh, yeah. So somebody connected. They were like, ah, that's weird that, like, two young men found, like, near this, these fortresses, the yeah. old World War II fortresses, crushed. But so they actually dug up a, dug the previous guy up and looked at him, you know, as much as they could. Looked like his internal organs had been turned to, to, uh, Strusel. Oh God! Well. Oh God! So, like, what the fuck? Let's investigate yeah. this. Also, I'm gonna tell you, they, this is still a mystery. Oh, True crime segment. Piece of shit! I fucking hate this. The only connection they found between both of the young men is that they were members of the Children of God sect from California. Children of God is fucked up. If you haven't, if you haven't. Uh, heard of them huh that's a fucked up cult that would be a good episode okay they found that they had both died in the same way but there was no explanations for their death and they had recently been attempting to leave the children of god sect oh my god they were definitely murdered (laughs) yeah and that's weird i'm i i don't really know their internal organs were crushed by an amazing force is the quote didn't harm the outside yeah i mean you can get crushed and your skin's fine huh weird that's great i think they were stoned to death just put a board and a bunch of rocks on them (laughs) jesus all right i got a good one you do all right better so uh a man by the name of franz reckelt why uh, do you do this to hurt you uh, he he was a tailor from France, <clears throat> and in I think it was like the early nineteen twenties. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Uh, he he was working. Uh, he was working to figure out uh, a way of creating a wearable parachute. And and when I say wearable parachute, not just something you strap to your back, like. Like integrated into your clothing. Yeah, yeah. So that it, like, why would you need that? So it was mainly for pilots, so that they didn't have to worry about putting on additional gear. They could just put this on as their uniform. Yeah, they would still like it would be form fitting and still then look if good. If they need to jump out of their their airplane, they can just okay. That makes sense. Flying that squirrel sense. to the ground. All right. I'm right? glad you had an answer. Yeah. So. Uh, he was actually so Franz was known as the Flying Taylor, uh, kind of due to his inventiveness and influence on parachuting. Um, now, his whole concept of this, like, get up, he had tested from his fifth floor apartment with dummies multiple times, completely successful. However, when he tried to change the design to be a little bit more like slim, form fitting. It just stopped working. And he was like, okay, I'll go back to the original design. And he couldn't really replicate it very well. 
Oh, no. Yeah. So he had worked on this for for quite a while and figured out, okay, I think this is going to be the best design. It's going to be the most, like, perfect setup. So he reaches out to more or less the Paris police, and he basically gets permission to conduct his test at the Eiffel Tower. Now. On a dummy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he submits and he says, hey, going to bring a dummy there. We're going to test this, toss it off the Eiffel Tower at 187 feet. It'll fall down. We'll see if it catches itself or if the dummy explodes at the bottom. Now, he gets there. Uh, he gets there that day and he changed his mind last minute. And he shows up in his little getup. And his friends are coercing him for hours saying, do it. Do you it. Sh- do you it. should do the dummy. You should do the dummy. <laughs> Um, and his whole thing was he, he switched himself in with the dummy to to surprise everyone and generate hype so that everyone can see the man who can parachute himself to the ground. Uh, he Before he jumped, he even said, I want to try this experiment myself and without trickery as I intend to prove the worth of my invention, which is a fair approach. When it's not When it's a not something that you're... That leads to your untimely demise. Now, I wonder how this one ends. Smiling before his jump, he steps from a step stool onto a table, onto the railing, and he turns and he stands there for 40 seconds contemplating his next move. Do I want to switch the dummy in? Do I want to switch in the dummy? And he did switch in the dummy, but that was mainly just because he was a fucking dummy and jumped off. <laughs> Leaping into the sky, and surprisingly enough, everyone watching saw the top half of his parachute fucking clothing kind of pop out, right? The only problem is that if it doesn't all come out, it kind of just flaps in the wind, and it ended up entangling itself around him, more or less mummifying him before he hit the ground. So he fell. At least he didn't see it coming. Almost two hundred feet. Yeah, I mean, he certainly felt it. <laughs> uh, and he plummeted one hundred eighty-seven feet to a skull-crushing finale, and uh, he died on impact. He like no. like two of his fucking like what I think it was his left arm and his left leg were just shattered. Oh. He hit his head and everything, and there were just crowds of people fucking watching. They were like, what the hell? <laughs> what the fuck? Well, on? now I'm scarred yeah, for the rest of my yeah, fucking right? life. I mean, it was the 1920s. I'm sure they'd seen worse. Yeah, yeah, I guess post World War One, they're like, okay, this is normal. All right, I got one more that's in the witchcraft section. Oh, okay. Uh, I skipped a couple. They were mostly just. Okay, okay I'll, I'll do a quick version of one that I skipped because okay, it, it was yeah. one of the longer ones. Because we are running a little long. We always do on this one, though. This, this is a fun episode. It's always. It's always longer. No so this lady is, she's young. She's like six, I think. And she's getting, she has horrible migraines, horrible headaches. This six-year-old lady. Yes. Yes. The <laughs> six-year-old woman. <laughs> she, well, I forgot that it starts out when she was young. I know where uh, Her mom takes her to a psychic healer. Okay. And the psychic healer says, okay, I, I will cure your daughter's headaches, Uh-oh. but you need to send me a lock of her hair. And 100 francs every month. Oh, God. This is just a scam. It worked. 
her headaches went away until she was in her 20s, late 20s. And her mother has passed away uh, a couple months before. And she she realized, oh, the payments stopped because my mom died. I totally forgot about oh, that. Oh, no. Oh, no. My Not headache. the payments. So she went to visit the psychic again. Okay. And she was the psychic was still alive, an old lady. And she... Uh, sorry, I was just wondering about that uh, sentence that I that just popped out of the page. So, um, so she went over. The, she visited her. Uh, her husband dropped her off. Just kind of waited outside. She comes back out. Her headaches are gone again. She's resumed the payments. Okay. Or so her husband thinks. She's continuing to pay this lady. Headaches are gone though. Couple days later, police go to the psychic's house because nobody's seen her for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh. Turns out she's stabbed to death. Oh fuck! Multiple, like twenty-seven times, like she is stabbed the fuck to death, and she's surrounded by hundreds of envelopes that she gets every month. She was scamming a ton of people. Yeah, and, and somebody just came in and was like, "It was the lady is enough." Damn. They traced it back to, well, the lady then, when the cops were kind of investigating it, uh, she said her husband, I killed someone. Oh, God. And her husband was like, Jesus. oh. Get it together. Uh, <laughs> police? Yeah. <laughs> he ratted. He's a rat. Uh, here we go. I got Robert Williams. He's 45 years old. He claimed to be a witchcraft practitioner. No problem. Like, hey, this wor- this world, there's so much to it. Whatever. That's what you want to practice. Go ahead. I don't give a shit as long as you're not hurting other people. <laughs> so he was like, "Okay, I'm going to start practicing this witchcraft," and he very soon lost his job. Okay. So obviously, witchcraft isn't working too good for him. Yeah. So he, he wishes himself into a new one. So witchcraft yeah, works. Yeah. He lost his job as chief psychologist at the state industrial prison in Hutchinson, Kansas. Oh boy. Okay. So he he it seems like he wasn't able to. Use his magic to get his job back. <laughs> so he shot himself in the head. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he basically... Chief psychologist comes out and says, I'm a, a witchcraft practitioner. That's kind of the last thing you want to hear from your psychologist. <laughs> you know? Oh, no. And then he ends up dead. Like, yeah. he ends up killing himself. You're himself just like, what the fuck? Because he can't get another job. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, this one's called, this section is called Fatal Food. It was actually pretty cool. Okay. I might do just an episode on food that kills you, that kills someone when it's not, like, a poisonous food. Because that's easy. When it's not a turnip that goes up somebody's ass. Yeah. Well, man, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. That. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not mm. counting anything out over here. So, uh, police in Paris were investigating the death of... Michelle Federici. Federici? Federici. Yeah, Federici. Federici. There we go. In 1976, she, you know, obviously she had been murdered. Clearly. She had Based on the evidence that sta- I have now <laughs> that seen. That I have already announced. <laughs> she was stabbed six times. <laughs> they, were, they were in her throat and chest. Self-induced. Self-induced, definitely. Oh, the strangest thing. The detectives were sitting around smoking their cigarettes, <laughs> their long, thin cigarettes, <laughs> drinking wine under the Eiffel Tower. Stroking their small mustaches. Eating a baguette. God. <laughs> Watching a mime. And they were like, what the fuck did she get stabbed with? Why is there Parmesan in these cuts? 
they found Parmesan what? in her stab wounds. They're like, what the fuck is going this on? This is why they were smoking. They were like, what the fuck? Do we have a Parmesan murderer? Yeah, there's a Parmesan murderer. They, it's it's from the uh, YouTube channel of the guy that turns cheese into sharp knives. <laughs> <laughs> so You've heard of sharp cheddar. <laughs> I'll oh wait for God. sharp Parmesan. So one of the detectives named Henry, I'm not going to read them, uh, Vanton, sure. Hey, good job. That's not bad. So he uh, <laughs> he had an idea out of nowhere, you know, after smoking an entire pack of cigarettes. <laughs> In an hour. Yeah. He's like, wait, her husband owns a grocery store. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go ask him, because he had already been asked about it, like he had a decent alibi, like... But he walked up. I was working at the grocery store. (laughs) Ah, yes, an alibi. (laughs) The detective walked up and said, hey, does your store stock Parmesan? And her husband broke down. Because, yes, the store definitely stocked Parmesan because his wife, who was 20 years younger than him, Uh stopped putting out, essentially. It says spurned his love. Which to me means she just stopped yeah, sleeping yeah. with him. Oh, poor baby. He, she then had an affair with him, with his, or on him, with his best friend. <laughs> she slept with his best friend. On him. <laughs> on top of him. And when he found out, he grabbed a broken piece of Parmesan cheese. It was like jagged. Yeah. And stabbed her to death with it. Bro, what? That was just the first thing that he grabbed. When did this happen? I don't fucking know. Where was it? Uh, 76. It's Michelle Federici. I don't fact wanna... check me on the air. No, no, no. I just want to see <laughs> the images of I don't know if they have fucking wounds. But yeah, apparently she was... It's just, it's just a picture of a lady with spaghetti on her chest. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck. If you find anything cool, awesome. No, I didn't find anything. The, the shit part was he was found guilty of murder, then released after... Uh, time spent, which was two years. <laughs> he was found guilty of murder and was convicted to time spent, and he only spent two years oh in prison for the murder God, of his wife. Dude. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus Christ, figures. Uh, here's a story about a lady who is in a nursing home who shoved a donut in another lady's mouth and choked her to death. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not going to cover that one, though. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, the chair's just out of my my leg length, my short leg length. The return it's, it's... of the squeaky chair. Uh, oh, let's see. I got one right here. Leslie Mary, 56. <laughs> he was... <laughs> this is such a stupid story. I'm not... It's not this funny. So he was walking home in East London in July 1989, where he was murdered... By a turnip thrown from a passing car. (laughs) There were 23 incidents where melons, potatoes, cabbages, and turnips were thrown at passengers from a moving car. One jogger needed surgery for internal injuries. Oh, my God. Because he was hit in the stomach by a cabbage. Imagine being hit by a fucking watermelon going like 50 miles an hour at you. Yeah, exactly. 
A woman needed treatment for cuts after her glasses were shattered on her face by a potato. She was she was actually treated for cuts because someone threw a handful of parmesan out the window yeah. at her. <laughs> did you did you look her up? No, I I looked up parmesan stabbing and it didn't really come up. I gave you the name. Like, I wasn't paying attention. I was Michelle typing. Federici. That's F-E-D-E-R-I-C-I. That Michelle only has one L. Because it's French. French. All right, but I love it. So Leslie Mary was struck from behind. He thought he had been kicked, and then he saw the turnip rolling away. He was like, what the fuck? He was taken to the hospital and treated for a fractured rib, but... He actually had a ruptured spleen, and they didn't know about it. Oh. So it went untreated, and he died a couple days later. Oh, my God. The official communication from the police, ACAB, was, (laughs) If a group of youths are walking or driving around at night with raw turnips or similar vegetables, then they are probably not planning to eat them. Wow. Oh, Thanks. Clever. That's wow. Nobody could have thought of that. Man, uh if you don't know about the turnip story, go to our first episode. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's my favorite there, one. There's a there's a good turnip death. Um do you want me to tie it up with the last one? With the final one? I've, I've got a I've got a couple quick okay, ones. Yeah, hit me with them. Real quick. Okay, this one's just funny for me. God damn it. Uh, Joseph LaRose, 31, of Tampa, Florida. This is a Florida man Florida episode man now. Follies. He was delivering ice cream to a supermarket in 1991 where a 500-pound rack of Nutty Buddies fell on him, breaking his leg and crushing his skull. That's a lot of nuts! <laughs> I set you up! You're uh, welcome! Oh, my God. That's a, I lo- yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, but Nutty Buddies are where it's at. Oh, yeah. Fuck, Especially yeah. the... the No, I'm thinking Nutter Butters. Nutty Buddies are good, too. They're the wafer, peanut butter, wafer, peanut butter, chocolate dip. Oh, that's right. Okay, those are good, yeah, too. That, ooh, I wouldn't mind that. If you haven't except, had those? Except my death by Nutty Buddy would be because I consumed too many. <laughs> yeah. Not because I was crushed by them. Yeah, same. Uh, let's see. Robert Duncan of Aberdeen, Washington... 1991, he was killed by one of two people. Mm, okay. Richard Daly or Richard Tupper, the two dicks. Ah, the double dick, I see. Uh, those two dudes were out hunting grouse, and Duncan was shot by one of them. Nobody knows who. It was Dick Cheney, actually. <laughs> this entire section is called Rotten Shots, and it should be called the Dick Cheney Metaverse, so... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, they, they fucking... Yeah, the, the interesting thing was... <laughs> Rotten dicks. Uh, Duncan, at the time of his accidental shooting, he was sitting in his daughter's kitchen drinking coffee. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, accidental deaths. <laughs> oh. I accidentally shot into the kitchen. Yeah. I thought there was a grouse inside drinking Whoopsie coffee. Whoopsie daisies. Oops. Duncan looked like a grouse. <laughs> drinking tea with my daughter exactly oh here we go and then this this is my last one okay and i got the this last one to tie together 100 percent the cherry on top oh perfect james burns i want to i want to look more into this see if there are more details at a later time but james burns 
40 years old, Houston, Texas. He was married, uh, probably not a great relationship, I'll say, when in uh, 1979, his wife shot him in the back, paralyzing him from the neck down. Oh, boy. So, you know, that's not good. He's paralyzed completely. August 1987, he gets married again. Okay. Within two weeks, his new wife, Berta, a couple years younger than than him, he was like, that bitch is cheating on me, isn't she? It's because my dick doesn't work anymore. Oh, God. No, he doesn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) But he convinced her to put a piece of string in his mouth. Okay. Where he bit it. And he went, yeah, like that. He, he like, moved his head back with a string in his teeth. Uh-huh. Which pulled the trigger of a pistol. What? That was in a box in his lap. He pulled back three times and shot her three times. And then she died. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like a... It's like one of those Rube Goldberg machines, but at the end he shoots his wife. Well, I've got a solid Rube Goldberg machine to tie things up as well. Do you? How convenient. On the 24th of October, um, in 1988, Catchy the Poodle fell 13 floors from the balcony in Buenos Aires, right? 13 floors. 13 floors from the balcony. Now, so it falls 13 floors. And when it, just before it hits the ground, Catchy the Poodle actually lands on top of 75-year-old Marta Espinita's head. Now, they both died instantly on impact. However, usually when a dog falls off of a balcony, it's going to make some, some noise. So as it was falling, a crowd had gathered. And I mean, obviously, after the impact, the crowd was already there. And Edith Sola was uh, just in shock by the sight. She was standing in the middle of the street, hands on her head. What? As a bus fucking (laughs) hits her, killing her instantly on impact. Now, an unidentified man sitting, drinking coffee, saw all three of those deaths and had a fucking heart attack and died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. So, Holy shit. Just a fucking Rube Goldberg machine of, of death. deaths. And that's, that's amazing. fucking episode, that's, man. I cannot. I, I, Dude, I have nothing to add. You can't tie it up any better, you know? I can't. This is too good. Oh, goodness. Well, do you have the patrons? Oh, fuck. Do I? I don't know. I'll, I'll burn some time. So, uh... We hopefully have some some interesting approaches to episodes coming up this season. AJ and I have worked out a couple different ideas instead of just the the old ye old back and forth surprise surprise episode on on one another. Um, so keep an eye out for those, and ideally we'll have some some two some more two parters and, and some you guys, giveaways. Yeah, and some giveaways that we're hoping to have coming up. Uh, let us know what you guys are looking for. I know that you guys don't reach out about a lot of stuff, but if you like two-parters 
and you're like, hey, we want those every fucking week, let us know. If you hate them, tell us. Please. If you want a six-part series of something that goes over the course of the season or it's back to back to back to back, tell us. Like, we're here for you guys. And we want we want to make a great content that you guys well, enjoy. Yeah. So, uh yeah. I got them. I pulled it up. Pull it out, man. Mm. Whip it out. Thank you, guys. These are the patrons. Abby, AJ's third nut. Lindo, D's nuts. NSA isn't real. Nordic Thunder. Toddle Waddle. Change the name again. You're throwing me for a loop. Dark Runner. Toes. Haley and Casey McFacey. Thank you guys so much. You're keeping the lights on. We got some new equipment coming up. We'll talk about it probably next yes. episode. Yes. Um... And yeah, we've got a lot of new shit. And a, a very, very oh wow, that Jesus. was a weird noise. Um, <laughs> a huge shout out and a big thank you to uh, Thomas. Um, I sure like I've I thanked you a ton through Twitter. Um, he made a, a he, I mean he's done a lot for us to be quite oh yeah honest with straight everyone. up huge shout out to you man. We cannot thank you enough. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're fucking going places and we're excited to take the rest of you along with us. So find us on Twitter and Instagram at points. pressure season five is a fucking go. It's started. Get ready for the next year of madness and we'll catch you fuckers next Monday. Oh no, I deleted it all.